0: TGIF, my friends, TGIF. Yes, thank God it is Friday. And oh, what an amazing Friday it is. Today is Good Friday, a day that we get to recognize and honor for those of us that have faith in God exactly who Jesus was to all of us as believers. He paid the ultimate price so that we could have eternal life with the Father, have connection, real connection. I'm not talking about religion. I hate it when people say, well, I love it. I can't say I hate it. I love it when people ask me or they try to say that because that's when I get to share with them. It's not about religion. It's about a relationship. That is what I have. That is what the president has. And it was so amazing to see my good friend, Bishop Harry Jackson Jr. in the Oval Office with the president today, delivering some thoughts and some prayers. I've got some amazing clips for you. I've got some news that you're going to want to hear about. This brother right here brings you the no-nonsense, unadulterated, pure, factual news that you need to hear. So thank you all so, so much for choosing to chime in with me today. Spend a little bit of your evening with me. Uh, If you're on Facebook, thank you. Please share this seems like they're being nice to me over there. My numbers have definitely been back to a little bit of what normal was. If you're on Twitter, thank you. Please retweet and share this. YouTube, family, thank you so much. And if you're listening on my podcast, thank you so much for subscribing to the David J. Harris Jr. You got to have that J in there. David J. Harris Jr. podcast. Thank you for sharing the podcast. And I hope you are enjoying what you are hearing. So uh, thank you so much, friends. Again, for spending a little bit of your time with me. Let me get this. All right, we're good so i'm gonna jump right into this friends i was actually in my car today uh going to the post office is something that we do my wife or i every day because we run a business we we sell supplements we i take this revive multivitamin every single day it revives you at a cellular level it's not going to cure covid but it's going to boost your immune system uh between that and the dream product to help my help me sleep well uh, I use these and more every day. So people, we have customers that order from us, uh, between that and then the other stuff I got like my banners, um, just telling you why I go to the post office. We are shipping these things out. We've got an office that we take care of all this stuff. And uh, so we're out every day. So uh, that's why I was out today. Otherwise, I've been self-isolating. But I was out going to the post office and uh, had to hit a couple other stops, a storage unit. Um, But I got to, i got a friend of mine sent me the video of the President in the Oval Office today and speaking about Good Friday. And friends, I have to tell you, I had to pull over. I had tears coming down my face as I was listening to the President of the United States truly give honor where honor should be due to every believer especially, but in a way that I don't think we would have ever heard it come from, I don't think we've ever heard it come from any past president. He's not afraid to say that Jesus is the savior. He's not afraid to call him what we so belovedly call him Lord and uh, and actually give an example and give a description of exactly who jesus is to those of us that have faith in him and it was i just had to pull over i had tears in my eyes so this is the president initially talking about uh good friday for uh, for all of you out there that believe and then i've got some other clips too from today's press conference that i know you're going to want to watch but check this out enjoy this with me
1: very much on this good friday christians from all around the world remember the suffering and death upon the cross of our lord and savior jesus christ and Easter Sunday, we will celebrate his glorious resurrection. At this holy time, our nation is engaged in a battle like never before, the invisible enemy. Our brave doctors, nurses, and responders, first responders, responders of all, are fighting to save lives. Our workers are racing to deliver critical medical supplies. Our best scientists are working around the clock to develop life-saving therapeutics, and I think they're doing really well in doing so. Our people are making tremendous sacrifices to end this pandemic. Though we will not be able to gather together with one another as we normally would on Easter, we can use the sacred time to focus on prayer, reflection, and growing in our personal relationship with God, so important
0: absolutely beautiful to hear the president of the united states talk like that openly boldly declaring what he what his faith is and then doing it in the presence of my good friend bishop harry jackson junior i actually was at an event uh, held an event with him just about a month and a half ago, and we'll be on tour together later this year, hitting hitting several cities, uh, mostly swing state cities, as an outreach to the black community to try to wake them up as to what this president is doing for all Americans, but especially the black community. For those of you that just appreciate that with me, and if you don't, I've got other news I'll get into, but here's why you should appreciate it. He's bold as a lion, and it takes somebody that's bold and not afraid of the PC culture, of the PC uh, left, uh, not afraid to speak boldly about his faith and remind all of us that the silver lining in this for all of us is that we've got time that we can focus on our family and put focus on prayer and focus on that relationship. So just a reminder for you today. And I believe he appreciates, he knows, he sees from comments, from tweets, from all Americans, so many Americans that send their love and support for this president and say we're praying for him, which I believe we need to continue like never before to pray for him. It was beautiful to hear him acknowledge that today as well. I
1: thank the many families who have prayed for me and for my family and your prayers are felt and I am forever grateful. I'd like to thank our great vice president and his wonderful wife, who we all know very well, Karen for the incredible job they do and for their service, not only to the country, but for their service to God. Almost 3000 years ago, the prophet Isaiah wrote these words, darkness covers the earth, but the Lord rises upon you and his glory appears over you for the Lord will be your everlasting light. As our nation battles the invisible enemy, we reaffirm that Americans believe in the power of prayer We give thanks for the majesty of creation and for the gift of eternal life. And we place our trust in the hands of almighty God.
0: (laughs) I'm just getting choked up again here. Just watching it with all of you for him to just be as bold as he is and to declare that we're placing our hands, our lives, our futures, our hopes in the hands of almighty God. (laughs) I have never heard a president speak with such boldness, with such passion, and such truthfulness. And you can tell that he has his own relationship. He understands that it's a relationship. It's not about a religion. It's about a relationship. And it was so beautiful to see him share that today. I'm sorry, I'm getting choked up. That is, when you feel that, that's God's presence, friends. For those of you that may have been watching that and maybe you don't know what those little tingles are, maybe you don't know what the little warmth is or makes you want to tear up a little bit or even cry, friends, I believe that's the heartbeat of the Father, of the, of, of the Creator of the universe, the heartbeat of the Father. It's His presence that's here with us to help us, to guide us, and to confirm God's words to us. And I absolutely believe that God's con- confirmation is on every word that that president had just said, and is on his life. And he so appreciate our pr- he appreciates our prayers, such a beautiful thing. And now I've got to bring you this is the last clip from just today, but it was so amazing. I got to call Harry. I got I have other stuff to talk to him about, but I, I'm going to call Bishop Harry tonight because there's a task force that's being created. And uh, I've got I've got another friend. I've been kind of telling you about it. It's gonna. I think I'll be able to release it to everybody very very soon. But it's gonna go a long way, I believe, to help get America back working again with confidence that we don't have to be worried uh, worried about the virus spreading or us catching it. It's it's a huge huge deal. And this uh, the the White House was looking at it today. Anyway, I'm gonna go back to Bishop really quick. So this is Bishop. This is Bishop. Harry Jackson sharing that while Good Friday was one of the most, was the most horrific day for us as believers, as that's the day that we recognize that Jesus hung on the cross, paying the ultimate, I mean, just being, when when people say, Jesus died for your sins, it's become such a catchphrase, friends. It does not do it any justice. He didn't, his life didn't end in in a heartbeat. It, It wasn't ended like, just in the with the snap of a finger there was torture he was tortured for hours and then hung on that cross tortured for hours and he did it for you he did it for me he did it because he loves us he did it because he had to pay that ultimate price so that we instead of we're all imperfect none of us are perfect and when you break a law in the natural there's a consequence there's a penalty. Well, in the spirit realm, there are consequences and there are penalties. And friends, there's no way we could have an open conversation with pure love and a relationship with pure love without those sins, those wrongs being paid for. So Good Friday is the day that we recognize and honor the torturous death that Jesus went through so that we could have a relationship with him and with the father. But it also shares that that three days later, three days later, he rose again, defeating everything that would ever come against us. That's the hope that we have as believers, is that the same power that rose Jesus from the dead is the same presence that fills our life and can guide our life. I'm telling you, this, this is not about a religion. It's a relationship with the creator of heaven and earth that longs to know you as father and for you to know him as daddy. He truly wants you to know him that way. So here's Bishop's prayer that uh just again i was wrecked just listening to my good friend bishop pray this in the oval office today on good friday
2: lord let the death angel pass over let there be a mitigation of this plague this disease let medical science come forth lord let us come out with a thriving economy that silver and gold spoken of in that passage let it be our portion And then, God, as we face other challenges in the future, Lord, cover us with a cloud by day and a fire by night. But in this great land that was set up to glorify your name, we want to break, we come against, the spirit of division. Lord, let E. Purbus Unum be a reality in us. Let there be a uniting of America. Heal the divide between race, class, and gender. Once again, give this great man, our president, and give the vice president wisdom beyond their natural limitations. Give them insights so they can cover us, lead us, and bless us. We bless them and America in Jesus' name. Be encouraged. Hope is on the way.
0: Amen. Hope is on the way. <laughs> Can you feel it, friends? Man, I felt God's presence so strongly in everything that Bishop shared. And to have that happening in the Oval Office of the White House. <laughs> Whew! It is a good, good Friday, regardless of everything else that's going on, regardless of what it seems like. And the enemy would love to drive fear into your heart and have you... Have you Operate out of a place of anxiety and not rest. But I truly believe that you can rest today. You can rest. And if you've been running, if you haven't been listening to God, if you've been doing your own way, it can start over right now. You simply can make a decision to say yes to your Heavenly Father, to ask Him to forgive you for trying to do it your own way, and just step into that place of alignment with Him and walk hand in hand with the Father, the creator of the universe, the one that loves you more than anybody on this earth could ever love you. He will give you peace. And when he gives you peace, it surpasses all understanding. There's no, even, there's no reason why you would have the peace you have. I'm telling you, that's a, a blessing that I walk with, that I've shared. And I've been on both sides. I'm not trying to tell you I've not done wrong. I've done a lot of stuff wrong in my life. I know what it means and what it is to be trying to do it my own way. And friends, I much rather, I much, much rather would be walking hand in hand, hand in hand with him and doing things his way, just giving him the wheel, Jesus take the wheel, letting him drive, letting him direct, letting him lead. I'd much rather do that than trying to do it my own way. He's got so much in store for every single one of you. So I hope that that opening of this show really blessed you and encouraged you uh, to, for this amazing Good Friday and for what is happening in our country right now, to have that happen in the White House. Absolutely amazing absolutely amazing. Well, let's back that up with some more good news, friends. French study of 1,000 patients, including seniors, sees 98% success rate with hydroxychloroquine and the z azithromy- azithromycin regimen. The Democrats have gone off the deep end again by trying to say that Trump's endorsement of the use of hydroxychloroquine and azithromycin on patients suffering from the disease that must not be named is unproven and unsafe. In fact, There have been six studies, including a New York doctor who cured every one of the 699 patients he had within six days of treatment. Renowned epidemiologist, Dr. Dillier Rout just finished his second study, and he successfully cured 98 patients. 98 patients with the virus, and those he could cure were all at least 74 years of age with underlying conditions. So just keep that in mind as the mainstream media continues to just, I truly believe that they're working on behalf of the enemy. They are trying to drive fear, anxiety, and doubt of anything that's positive, especially if it's from this president. You've got to be able to see through it. You've got to understand there is hope. In this combination of hydroxychloroquine and a Z-Pack, there is hope. And I've heard zinc even, el- even additionally helps that. I've heard doctors talk about that. I'm taking zinc every single day as well as magnesium, vitamin C, vitamin D, and my other vitamins and supplements. Uh, I'm doing it every single day. But for those with underlying conditions or for those especially uh, in our older generation, there is hope with that combination. Even though the mainstream media continues to try to bash it and say that there is no hope. So that is a beautiful thing. Now here's just another prime example, friends. Another, another prime example of how the liberal media could care less about anything positive. They would rather ask questions that try to drive division between Americans. They'd rather take a black man that has reached one of the highest levels, the Surgeon General. They would rather blast Jerome and try to call him out because he said Big Mama and Big Papa. When the facts are, I saw P. Diddy Combs, if you don't know who that is, his, used to go by Puff Daddy. He's one of the icons in the black community. He was doing a, a video last night saying we need to address why this virus is disproportionately killing members of the black community. I'm going to tell you why why I believe in a minute, you probably already know. But the problem is some people don't want to hear it. So when the Surgeon General of the United States starts saying, let your family know, get off tobacco, don't drink, stay off of sugar, tell big mama, tell big papa, instead of them hearing the message that could very well save their life, they want to throw him under the bus. This is the question that came from this this jack nut that uh, really just did not care exactly what the message was she was just trying to divide create more division
1: so setting up a uh, a council you
3: know, should avoid alcohol, drugs and tobacco. You also said do it for your umbrella, do it for Big Mama mm-hmm. and Pop Pop. There are some people I already on, and there are some people online that are already mm-hmm. offended by that language and the idea that you're saying behaviors might um, be leading to these high death rates. Could you talk about whether or not people, could you I guess have a response for people who might be offended by the language that you used?
4: Well, I, I use that language because that's the language I've been meeting with the NAACP uh, with the National Medical Association with others. Uh, mm-hmm. I actually talked with with Derek Johnson multiple times this week, the head of the NAACP, and we need targeted outreach to the African-American community. And I use the language that is used in my family, I have a Puerto Rican brother-in-law. I call my granddaddy, granddaddy. I have relatives who call their, their, uh, their grandparents big mama. So that was not meant to be offensive. That's the language that we use and that I use, and we need to continue to target our outreach to those communities. It is critically important that they understand it's not just about them. And I was very clear about that. It's not just about what you do, but you also are not helpless. We need to do our part at the federal level, We need people to do their parts at the state level, and we need everyone, black, brown, white, whatever color you are, to follow the president's guidelines.
0: Is Jerome a brother or not? Is that a black man right there we just saw? Do, 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 is it a normalcy to hear members of the black community? I mean, there's movies about Big Mama. Do you think he was being racially insensitive? Do you think that those movies that Tyler Perry put out about Big Mama that he's made all those millions and millions of dollars off of is fake? No, it's actual. it's absolutely true. And it's not just in members of the black community. She wants to try to put him up there, paint him as something that's that takes away his black heritage. I'm so thankful that this president doesn't see color. He appointed Jerome Adams to the surgeon general. He was honored to have a black man as surgeon general, but I don't think he saw color. I believe he saw his talent, his his skill set, and what he brought to the table. But leave it to the mainstream media to try to twist everything for against any brother. I've I've been victim of that of that plenty of times and I'm glad to come back at it. But it's pretty disca- disgraceful and distasteful to see that taking place when we've got a pandemic on our hands, we've got a president that's doing everything that he can to slow the curve, and we as the American people are doing the same thing. It's just one more reason why I'm not sure. I gotta get my press credentials. I- I'll get my, wife, my White House press credentials soon enough and you'll be you'll see me up in, up in there and I'll have to, I don't know, I'll have to drop some bombs on people like that, you know, verbal bo- bombs. I'm not trying to be specific here. Uh, when, in, when ignorant imbeciles like that try to throw stuff out, I'll have to call them out and then ask my question. How, how many of you would like to see that? I think I'd enjoy that. So here we've got some more dis- disturbing news, friends. Unfortunately, we have, uh, we have prisons, jails that are letting felons out amid this coronavirus did they not think that, in, that individuals that have already committed heinous crimes were going to get out and do the same thing? I think there should be maybe a section of the jail that they put those that have the coronavirus into and still keep them locked up. I don't know. That's just me. But that's how a conservative, I think, would think. Most of these are Democrats that are making these uh, silly rules and laws that are letting felons out. And so then this happens. A violent felon released by New York City under arrest again for violence. Democrats have been fighting tooth and nail to get felons released from prison and illegal aliens released from detention. Just once, I would like to see them fight as hard for Americans, but it will never happen. In New York City, where Mayor Bill de Blasio has been freeing prisoners, even those convicted of major felonies, in order to fight the virus crisis, people are now paying the price. Actually, New York City isn't paying the price. Law-abiding citizens are paying the price. James Little was cut loose from jail because of the virus outbreak on March 28th, where he was being held for strangling his girlfriend. Little spent 20 years in prison for committing a murder when he was 15, then he robbed banks in December and January. He got only about $1,000 from each. He was released, and now he's back in Rikers Island, uh, at least until de Blasio releases him again. He was arrested one day after he tried to rob yet another bank. In the middle of a pandemic, when people are freaking out, when cl- businesses are closed, do you th- really think that's the best time to release a bunch of criminals that have gotten locked up for breaking and entering, assault, or other violent crimes? I don't think so. But if you live in an area that's ran by Democrats, you voted for them. Well, unless you're conservative, and I understand there are some conservatives that uh, that are, are stuck with the, uh, the decisions of the masses of Democrats that put these people in office, but... Again, you're still stuck with it. It doesn't make any sense. Hopefully, Americans are waking up and understanding that uh, uh, the Democrats just don't, don't seem to have Americans' best interest in mind, and they continue to prove that over and over again. This is interesting. I'd really like to know your thoughts on this. In Philadelphia, unless more comes out, so far, all that's been stated is that this man was trying to get on a bus and he didn't have a mask on. Now I understand, I saw the gentleman that that passed away, the bus driver that passed away, because a woman was standing on on his bus coughing multiple times. There's been no specific, I don't think, connection that she did have COVID-19, but the bus driver did pass away. Uh, So I understand if somebody's coughing or sneezing and they're not wearing any PPE or even just a mask, but what are your thoughts on this individual that basically uh, got Physically removed by the police from a bus. There may be an f-bomb in here or two. I didn't have time to edit it, so close the ears or turn it down if there's little kids around. Otherwise, grown adults have heard this plenty of times, uh, but just uh, wanted to give you a fair warning.
2: You
1: guys, you the taser. <laughs> <laughs> Orange, what the fuck am I holding on to? Yo! You're gonna feel this man! What the fuck y'all pulling me? Yo no. Get the fuck off! Yeah! Get the fuck off my fucking leg! Take
0: me right. if you oh, fucking
1: want! Fuck.
0: What are your thoughts? I understand the social distancing, but if they're still running the buses, what about something like this? How about if they're still going to run the buses and individuals try to get on the bus and don't have a mask, how about you have some extra masks on the bus for people that want to get on and get about their daily life, get about their business? I don't know, just a thought, but it certainly seems like it'd be a uh, a better plan of action than forcibly removing somebody from a bus. Again, I don't know all the details of that story. Maybe we'll find out there was more to it than just uh, he simply wasn't wearing a mask. But from so far, from what we've seen and what we've heard come out, that was all it was about. I gotta tell you, I really hope that that doesn't continue. I've seen, actually my wife got a notice today that Apple and Google are now combined. They're jointly or they're working together to be able to create... Something that's going to track everybody. They've already got it, but now it's a specific kind of task force or some kind of department that's basically going to let people, let them know who's not self-isolating. It is a very interesting, potentially scary time that we're in with these things taking place. All the more reason we need to get back to work. So this is what the president shared from the press conference today that I thought was Very necessary, and I'm very excited about it. And I'm excited that I'm pretty sure a few of my friends are going to be on this new task force or council, as the president calls it. But it's a it's an economic recovery. It's a get the economy back to work council. The president just announced today.
1: So setting up a uh, a council of very very uh, great doctors and business people. We're going to be announcing it on Tuesday. uh, Of some great people. economic task force Uh, force? beyond this is beyond economic this is really i I call it the opening our country task force or opening our country council so we don't get it confused with mike's task force which has done so great Uh, and we're going to have the great business leaders great doctors we're going to have a great group of people we'll probably do it by teleconference because we don't really want them traveling in for their own purposes. I don't think it would look good. Also, but we don't want them traveling in, so we'll do teleconference. We did one the other day with the banks, and it was very successful. The teleconference itself, and uh, we'll be announcing names on Tuesday. Who's on that? And that'll play a role. But ultimately, I have to make that decision, and then I'll have to make a decision: Do we close a little area that's a hot spot? I, I do say this, Jim. I want to get it open as soon as possible. This country was meant to be open and vibrant and great, not where people are. You you know, staying. No, I am. I would love to open it. I'm not determined anything. The facts are going to determine what I do. But we do want to get the country open. So important. So I'll have a uh, task force. I'll have a council. It's going to be announced on uh, Tuesday, with uh, names that you have a lot of respect for. A lot of great names. Different businesses. Different people. Bipartisan. uh, Top. uh, Bipartisan. I, I didn't even ask. I mean. Honestly, I think it's bipartisan. The one thing I didn't ask, are you Republican or a Democrat? Hard to believe, but I didn't ask. Uh, So it would be. And I want their views on what they think. Also, very important, different parts of the country. Because you go to the Midwest, it's different than perhaps the East Coast or the West Coast. Now, the West Coast, those numbers are really pretty amazing on the West Coast. Very interesting. So we're going to be announcing that in a very short while, probably Tuesday. Go ahead.
0: I think we're probably going to see a lot more backlash if you're listening to the mainstream media, if you're listening to these uh, these reporters that obviously I don't think care one iota whether Americans are displaced, out of work, can't get back to work, because they see that as a win. That's truly where we're at, friends. They see that as a win to try to get this president out, to try to get Americans to turn on this president. I'm, uh, I'm thankful that he's doing so many things out of the box. He's done so much out of the box to try to be the answer and provide the solution and bring the right people around him to help provide a solution yet the mainstream media just continues to try to throw crap on it every chance they get they want to dismantle it they want to doubt it they want to throw accusations at it well the fact of the matter is the president i think is doing an amazing job here's a potential reason why comcast specifically uh has uh has not done a lot of pushback on china again there's so much exposing going on on who what companies and what individuals have been basically kowtowing to china and regurgitating their propaganda or at least not calling china out on their uh, not calling china out on their faults and their lies uh, that they did uh, perpetrate on the american people comcast business ties to china could explain their lack of pushback to chai com lies american media Uh, networks doing the bidding of the Chinese won't be entirely ideologically driven, according to the Daily Caller. Managing editor of the American conservative J. Arthur Bloom told Fox News Tucker Carlson that Comcast's business ties to Beijing more than likely explain away the company-wide reluctance in challenging the claims about the virus. Uh, being reported by the Chinese government, Carlson pointed out that Trump's derangement syndrome could be driving news networks to side with China. However, Bloom countered that, at least regarding Comcast NBC, saying the explanation might be all business. He said, we've got this tremendous disconnect between the Ameri- what the American people actually think about China and what the media has been telling us. Something like 70% of Americans blame China for it, and yet that's not what we've been getting. So why? Why? There are all, they are all usual reasons that most reporters are liberal and that they trust experts a lot. Uh, but they're also in business with them. The Chinese inserts, the New York Times, or the Washington Post, uh, those have gotten a lot of attention. But also some of these bigger conglomerates like Comcast, which owns NBC Universal, for example. They are building a big theme park in Beijing, which is a multi-billion dollar investment, which hasn't come online yet. So what does it all mean if Rachel Maddow were to come out and start bashing the Chinese government? You know, the Communist Party could come down and say, actually, we're not interested in opening that theme park anymore. Follow the money. Unfortunately, it's uh, it seems to be a continual uh, issue with the liberals and the Democrats in office. Well, Japan is setting some things on fire. As Americans, uh, we're also, I think, leaning more with America first, America made, USA made. Japan is actually leading the charge uh, when it comes to getting companies to leave China. Japan sets worldwide precedent, paying billions to companies to leave China and go elsewhere. Japan has designated hundreds of billions of yen uh, of its virus stimulus relief to be spent on helping its manufacturing companies move their production plants out of communist China and back to the to back to the island, or at least to other international locations. The extra budget compiled to try to offset the devastating effects of the pandemic includes 220 billion yen, about two billion dollars, for companies shifting pro- production to japan and 23.5 billion for those seeking to move production to other countries according to details of the plan posted online bloomberg bloomberg news reported that is a renewed talk that, that, that has renewed talk of japanese firms reducing their reliance on china as a manufacturing base The government's panel on future investment last month discussed the need for manufacturing of high added value products to be shifting back to China and for production of other goods to be diversified across Southeast Asia. One thing I think is for sure, friends, China is not going to have a lot of friends that are still promoting doing business in China. And I think that they deserve every single bit of that. Again, they'd love to wipe. They'd love to take over the whole world. They'd love all of us to be communists, and they rule and dictate over all of us. they love for all of us to have to bow to their communism ways, and uh, that would be a completely anti-American, anti-freedom, anti-constitution for the United States. It's nice to see Japan actually following that as well. Um, I had a friend. I, I get to call this man friend. Uh, Jerry Falwell Jr. is the president of Liberty University. Liberty was blasted for supposedly opening up their campus... And letting the students come back in, basically disregarding, the article said, any concerns about COVID-19, it was all lies. It was 100% fabricated. This was just yet another attack against an individual and an institution that is both Christian and supports President Donald Trump. Jerry Falwell Jr. has been an avid supporter of the president um, he has he, he calls him, he shared on my podcast that he called him last week. The president picked up the phone on the very first ring. I had the opportunity to interview Jerry Falwell Jr. It's on my podcast. If you haven't found that and listened to it yet, search David J. Harris Jr. and you'll find my podcast. Here's a clip of what Jerry Falwell had to say. And the reason this is important now is because Jerry is not sitting back. He is suing the Associated Press for going after the, the university and for spreading those lies. Here's what Jerry had to say. So do you think that part of them targeting you is just because of that disdain that they already have for the president and they know that you support him? There's no question.
3: There's no question. If I had supported Hillary Clinton, they'd be telling us, they'd be printing stories about how wonderfully university, the Liberty University is handling this virus. And, you know, I look back to the H1N1 virus in 2009, 300, no, 60 million Americans had the virus. 300,000 were in the hospital. 17,000 died. And President Obama didn't do nearly. His steps were not um, even close to what President Trump has done. But yet President Trump is being criticized and for going, you know, for not doing enough. I just wish we had done more in 2009 when um, when, when we had a a virus that was just as bad, maybe worse. And so, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's all political. They politicize everything and they don't care who they hurt when they politicize, when they make these kind of accusations. They don't care that they scare people in the Lynchburg community unnecessarily. We have zero cases on campus. Nobody with symptoms on campus.
0: It was all political well jerry took it in stride but uh you know what he's not just going to sit back and take these punches so liberty university is suing and hopefully just like the uh, uh just like the young man that sued cnn for their take on uh sandman for their take on what he was doing in the wrong and how he was in the wrong for standing there wearing his maga hat when that native american man was in his face hopefully liberty university comes out way on top of this as well i'll add the link to Jerry's podcast specifically podcast in this uh, episode after I'm done with it. I'll update it and add it. Otherwise again, search David J Harris jr on your favorite podcast platform and get to hear Jerry's uh, full, full interview and so many other amazing interviews. And if you ever miss my show, it's also a way to make sure you catch up uh, to with my shows as well. So friends, it is Friday. It is the weekend. I may do something and come live to you guys tomorrow, but I just like to say thank you so much for spending a little bit of time with me, I'm praying for you. I'm praying for all those that, uh, that know who I am, that follow me on any of these platforms, that God would bless you, that he would enrich your lives, that this time of self-isolation would be something that brings you together, you and your family closer together, and brings you together and closer to God, closer than you've ever been. We all, I believe, need that, and I truly believe that we need a spiritual awakening in our country. I know our president believes that as well, and he shared that today. So I hope you have an amazing rest of your evening. Have a good weekend. Enjoy this Easter Sunday. And remember, it is about the resurrection of the man that did walk this earth. Every encyclopedia shares the story of the man Jesus. The only question is, is he who he said he was? His existence has never been doubted or questioned historically. I believe he is exactly who he said he was and who he is And that is the reason we get to celebrate as believers his resurrection this coming Sunday. God bless you. Thank you again so much for spending a little bit of your day with me. Have a great rest of your night. We will see you guys next time. And uh, please enjoy my podcast. God bless. Bye-bye.